to get started i am ready to get started okay cranked and reviewed let me fuel up with my my talica coffee appropriately Uh, i've recently dug out the box set and i've been going through the dvds of the black album stuff again nice i remember like the, the the day i got the box set i immediately the first thing i did with it was watch the um year and a half outtakes Oh, and yeah, then me too. I just I, and then I just never got around to any of the rest of them. So and and now I'm I've I've took it upon myself. There's so much stuff that I've bought that I've not actually watched or listened to and I'm slowly working up like a stack of things in the corner here that I'm just going to sit myself down and say you paid for this shit. Yeah. Well, that's a <laughs> good know? problem to have though. Plus those Metallica box sets, there's so much to dig into Un- yeah. unlike unlike these fucking Alice in Chains box sets, but well, we'll talk about that some other time. <laughs> but uh anyway, so yeah, that was that that was a box set for an album that was uh 32 years ago mm. that it came out and so we're we're now in uh, 2023 and Metallica is still fucking putting out albums. And that's why we're here. Cranked and reviewed. If you see above us, that's what it says. Cranked and reviewed. And if you're listening as a podcast, hello. This is another one of those things where we're going to review an album, which we won't do very often because I feel like it has to be something that's very special to this show. It has to be an event. Yeah. Yeah. It's like with 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 Jason Beeler. He's a he was on the show, so it was kind of special to the show. This is our favorite band of all time. So, you know, it's probably pretty rare we'll do these things, but who knows? You know, we're open to all kinds of things with uh, the cranked and ranked overarching umbrella. Um, but yeah, today uh, we are going to be doing a really long discussion. Well, I mean, I say that I don't know how long it's going to be yet, but I'm assuming longer <laughs> than pretty much any review that you have read or watched of the new Metallica album, 72 seasons. And yeah, so this is both our favorite band. We're both big Metallica fans. So if yep. you f- stumbled upon this video and you're like, oh man, I want another video where they talk about how much it sucks. <laughs> not really going to get that here. Um, not the show. But but we are um, very critical of even the things we love. So we'll mm-hmm. we'll dive into all of that. We're gonna do a track by track. We're gonna go off on tangents. I'm sure everyone's gonna have a, a beautiful time. And uh, thank you for joining us. So um, yeah, this album came out Friday, April fourteenth, two thousand twenty three. Did I say two thousand three earlier? I do that all the time. Where all of a sudden <laughs> I'm, I've lost twenty years of my life. I don't know what happened. Shit, I'm five. i would have been in my 20s and that was i hated my 20s that was the fucking worst anyway um so all right 72 seasons i've got the i've got the the vinyl right here one of them i bought two you see i I can have all four of their faces behind me because i have two copies of the album on vinyl i got the the yellow splatter which was like the limited edition one and then i got the smoky clear both from the metallica store I've got the smoky. I'm still waiting on mine. Mine has has yet to arrive, but when it does, oh boy! <laughs> yeah, and 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 I still I still I also ordered the yellow cassette, 
which um, nice. is being shipped separately because they released it a little bit later. But I, I need to get mine. Not That's to like not to spoil it for you, but sorry, podcast listeners. But you know, look, yeah, cool. No, no, nobody shows the seventy-two part on the inside when they're showing it on the, a lot of their posts. They're just like you know showing the the faces of the dudes in the cover. But I'm like, I love the fact that the the packaging. The, before we even get into the music, the packaging of this is fucking great. And yeah. So I'm I'm a fan already just of the presentation of this particular album. Hmm. And uh but uh musically speaking, we can get on to that. So I went this is my t-shirt for the uh the worldwide premiere that I went to in the movie theater on Thursday night. And um it was interesting because there weren't that many people there. Um, there was probably maybe a three dozen, maybe, but it was a theater that held a lot more. And so it seemed very strange, mm. but, um, it was, I actually kind of really liked that because it was at one of those movie theaters where you can order a beer and, you know, and food, I didn't order any food, but I just had a beer and I sat back and watched the presentation, which, um, did you go to that or did you, did you hear about it? Uh, I was I was thinking about it and I just, I didn't get around to it. Um, I, I wish I had, you know, I'm, I'm, that's I'm such a huge nerd for this band. I'll do anything I can possibly get around to doing. I'm going to do first thing I did when I woke up the day of release though, was sit down and, you know, dressing, dressing gown, not ready for the day whatsoever. I just came in here and I sat down the moment I woke up, made myself a coffee Got myself a bowl of cereal, <laughs> and I just sat there like I was about to watch like Saturday morning cartoons, but listen to the new Metallica album. For some reason, that just gave me an idea for videos where like you can do reaction videos to new music, but you are always eating cereal during. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> it's like almost an like an ASMR thing. Yeah. In, in fact, like, you, in fact, you don't even you, the thing yeah. is you don't even play the actual song for the audience to hear. You're hearing it, but they're not hearing it. They're just hearing you <laughs> eat cereal. Yeah. <laughs> That's incredible. Um, anyway, so the bowl so the of thing, cereal reviews, or yeah, something well, like that. Yeah. So the yeah. Uh, the the thing in the theater was you know it was mostly just the music videos that were already out. I think two or three new ones and then the rest were like visualizer kind of things. Like they've started releasing videos that are these animated ones that they didn't show in the theater. But in between each song, the band members did a little interview thing where they talked a little bit about each song. It ended up being about like a two hour, something like that. Maybe maybe hour, half hour, 45 um, little thing. And it was it was great. Honestly, for really big albums like that's fun. That's a fun experience to just be mm. able to sit there and the sound was, was, was loud and sounded really good. And I had a, I had a, I had a nice time. I would do it again if, uh, in six years when they put out another album, but, um, but yeah, so I, but I did the very same thing. Like I, you know, I heard it that night, but then the next day, um, my, you know, I have to take my daughter to school early in the morning and I, I told her, I go, Hey, it's Metallica day. So we are listening to this as soon as we get in the car. And so, and then, you know, I listened to it, I've heard, I've now listened to it all the way through five times, but other songs I've listened to multiple times, random songs from yeah. the album. I've but, done kind of I've I've done about three full listens, but I've done a few sessions where I've been like, okay, 
I'm gonna skip the singles. I just want to get acquainted with the deep cuts, sort yeah. of like run throughs, uh-huh. where it's like I've heard Lux Eterna shitloads. I've heard yeah. Screaming Suicide shitloads. I've heard you know the other two quite a few times at this point. So at you know when the album dropped. You know, I gave myself the the obvious right the way through, but ever since then, I've been listening to the deep cuts a lot more. Yeah, well, talking about the singles they released is actually pretty interesting in 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 the build up to my my review of the album, because when 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 Lux Eterna came out, there were all these people that took that song and a couple of the things James said, and they were like, oh, it's going to be an all new album album. And I go, oh, if they do that, I don't think I'm going to be very interested in it. <laughs> and then they released Screaming Suicide, which put that rumor to bed. Um, yeah. And and I did, that was my least favorite of the singles. Then with if, if Darkness Had a Son, I was like, all right, well, okay, th- this is, none of this is, uh, it's it's good. I like that song a lot. But I'm like, doesn't really give me a good indication of like what the album actually is going to be. And then right before it came out, they released the 72 Seasons song, which I'm like, all right, I'm a little more interested. Um, yeah. And but but even then, like with those four songs, I you know sitting in that movie theater, I'm like, this could go either way. Like this could be um, an album that I'll because I because I like um, Hardwired to Self Destruct, but it's to me it's not their best and it's low down on the list for me, but I do like Mm. it. And I like some of the songs a lot. So I thought, okay, well this is probably going to be like that where there's going to be some songs I love some songs that I'm like, eh, I probably won't go back to that one very often, but overall I'll enjoy the album because it's Metallica. I was ready for that. And so, um, but uh, but that will lead us into our discussion about the whole thing. How do we? How do you cool. want to do this? You want to just start going song by song, or do you want to? Yeah, that's how I've got it laid out, and you haven't got any notes, so I'm happy to kind of winging it. Lead lead this. Cool, like, like Kip Winger, um, oh. <laughs> which James has recently apologized to. <laughs> oh, did he apologize? Yeah, yeah. I heard. Well, I heard something that you know. You know, they're, they're like stabbing him with darts. On that well, it was, it's from the it's from the year and the half in the life of Metallica where Lars is throwing darts at a Kip yeah. Winger picture. James didn't. Do, why did James got to apologize for Lars? Come on, Lars, step up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think uh, James is just on a on a bit of a journey now. He's kind of like, you know, he, that was that was silly of us. You know, you can, you can like tell a, by the lyrics on the album. He's on quite a journey. And uh, yeah, yeah. Totally. That was a segue into the into yeah. into the track. Track one. Track one <laughs> on seventy-two seasons. With seventy-two seasons. Yes. Yeah. Title track. Start off with the title track. Um and speaking of journeys, this is a fucking journey of a song, dude. Like excellent choice for an opener, too. Yeah. It's got a lot of different parts in it. Love those halftime pre-choruses, like the part where it really like slows down, staring into black light. Like yeah. I love that bit. Yeah. yeah. And then to to follow that up with a chorus that like majestically awesome, like yeah, yeah. So I'm, so I'm gonna the, let you there, take this part. Well, I was gonna <laughs> say I love I love the chorus, but I'll just go ahead and throw this out here right now. The star of the show on this album is James Hetfield as a vocalist. Yeah. Like he is. This might be the best vocals he's ever done on any Metallica album. Like I, mm. like 
like not all of the like you know actual vocal melodies are like you know amazing some of them are but his performance overall i was i just get i get goosebumps in some of the parts how good it sounds and the 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 72 seasons chorus is one of those things and and not only that you know choruses like that and like lux eterna like they don't that's not something that he does all the time mm. and so the the uh, that's the one thing that I'm that that is probably the biggest standout for me in the album is vocally speaking, forty year plus years or whatever down the line, he's still trying new things, yeah, and, something and nailing it, you know, yeah, something I really latched onto is he's really like in the in the last you know there there were signs of it in live shows leading up to, you know, between Hardwired and now, of him really getting up there in his higher register on occasion. And you know what? Um, There's moments on this album, you know, the chorus on Lux Eterna, um, or the little pre-chorus bit on Shadows Follow, which we'll get to in a moment, Mm -hmm. where A, he's doing high stuff, but also, like, there's real control and vibrato, which you know, largely in the back catalog is unheard of. He's just barking and, yeah. and yeah. But not only that, he's a 60 year old man. And yeah, which is crazy that he's advanced so much as a vocalist. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, I mean, I'm I mean with pe- you. Pe- people could point out, you know, like Bruce Dickinson and people like that, that still sound great as older men. That's true. But if you think about vocally where James started, like, like yeah. Bruce Dickinson sounded good from album one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, uh, and so just the journey of his voice, I'm just, I, I feel so proud of him. I don't even know him. And I'm just like, I'm so proud of him. But yeah, 72 seasons is like, also, I think the first time they've ever opened an album with the title track. I think that is it. I think that's the mm. only time that it's happened. Well, there was um, that one where they started with Garage Inc. <laughs> <laughs> that classic Garage Inc. Um, and uh, but yeah, and uh, but yeah, that's a re- I, I love it as a the 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 what what do you call it? The track order of this album, I think, is is yeah. pretty perfect, and the way that it begins with this big epic track, which mm-hmm. is all which also has a lot of fast riffing and other stuff in it. I just think that that's a great way to start this album because that's I do, annoying. because, no, because, you know, the, the different camps of people who call themselves Metallica fans, um, I will I would say some of them are not actually fans. They just really like the early stuff. And then there's yeah. those of us that just love everything. A song like 72 seasons, I think is perfect to be like, all right, all, here, here's one for all of you. And, um, I just yeah, it's a it's a killer opening track. Well, you know, you can trace the the lineage of Metallica gatekeepers back to Ride the Lightning when they did Fade to Black. I mean, yeah. there's people that jumped off after that, having heard stuff like Fight Fire with Fire. It's like you know, okay, they did a ballad, but Fight Fire with Fire is harder and faster than anything on um, Kill Em Kill Em All. Yeah, but like, is you know. You know, I jumped ship after Cliff died. I jumped ship when they sold out with the Black Album. I jumped yeah. ship after Load. But, like, you know, you've got... People who are fans of a band are there through thick and thin, you know? Whereas, well, I mean, I mean I, I'm not faulting anybody if... if 
if the last album that they did that you enjoyed was Master of Puppets, that that's not wrong. That's no, perfect. No. It's how you conduct yourself as a human being after the fact exactly. <laughs> that, yeah. that determines whether or not you're a douchebag or not. Because like I have I would fault nobody for for not liking this album or, yeah. or whatever. But it's it's uh, at that point, it's one of those things where when I don't like things, I'm not going to post a video about how it sucks. I, I, yeah. I just I just go, all right, well, I don't like this. I'm not going to listen to it. I'm going to move on with my life. But I guess because this is one of the biggest bands in the world, you hear from all of those people. And a lot of them, like you said, even back in the day, even back in Ride, with Ride the Lightning, metal fans just have always had so many fucking rules. And I didn't yeah. get into music for fucking music for rules. Fucking rules. <laughs> <laughs> and so it, that, it gets kind of annoying because I'm just like, because the, 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 they'll set these rules and they'll break them unknowingly for other artists but then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, very strict with these rules for these particular artists. And I'm like, how about just throw them all out the fucking window and either like it or don't? You know, yeah. it's but anyway, but I feel like 72 seasons, if there is going to be a song that kind of wins a large amount of, of everybody over, I feel like that's probably the best one on here for that to me. Yeah. anyway. Yeah, so, I, th- uh, I, th- I, I definitely think they made the right choice saving this to be the last single, but then opening the album with it. Yeah, I think that was a a genius move on their part. They knew what they had, you know. It's one of those Yeah, this fucking rips. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they 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 are really good. And, you know, them their management, people that work for them, whoever comes up with the ideas, they have never put something out where I I didn't feel like it was an event and I had a really good time. Like every yeah. Every ever since I you know, became a big fan, like I guess you know w- when Load and Reload came out, there wasn't like a huge. It wasn't like I don't remember anything super special about that. But it, it seems like once the two thousands kind of rolled around, when they started doing you know movies and and festivals and all these other things, like they just became a band that started doing these different things that just made it so much fun to be a fan because you're just like oh shit, there's now they're doing this. This is awesome, and I just. I appreciate whoever makes those decisions, Lars and whoever else. Um, I'm just like, I love it. <laughs> I love those kind of things. Do you want to move on yeah. to, to track two? Yeah, let's, ju- let's jump on over to track two, Shadows Follow. Mm-hmm. And, you know, 72 Seasons, the opener, is like uh, balls to the wall. You know, no bullshit. I'm going to rip your fucking head off. And then, you know, some halftime parts in there show off like two whole dimensions to that sound yeah and then shadows follow is like your first taste of the kind of sassy sabbathy riffing that you'll get a lot on this album too i heard a lot of sabbath in oh, a, yeah. a lot of moments across this album where it's like you know metallica they had the big thrash comeback with death magnetic um but hardwired was like an across the board kind of metal album had yeah. your ch- had your slow chuggers had your mid-paced groovers and it had your thrashers um so this pretty much doubles down hey look we're gonna hit you with this mid-tempo one and like it's got one of those riffs that makes you smirk like yeah, yeah. that's that's tasty um and that sabbathy turnaround into the pre-chorus the breakdown section reminds me of something that would happen on the happen on the black album there's 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 there, echoes of all their albums on this 
on this album. That's a good way to put it. There, there. I do hear things that sound, you know, we'll get to, to, to a couple that I'm like, they would be right at home on load. And then like this yep. one. Yeah. I think, you know, shadows follow if, you know, it, it sounds slightly different, but I could have been on the black album. The thing that shadows follow brings to the table at this point in the album for me that I don't think I've heard done it this way in a long time is harmony vocals. Mm -hmm. Um, there's sections of the songs and in shadows follow there's where there's a harmony vocal with James and it sounds so fucking tasty and perfect. All of the, all of the little touches that, that, that happens in this album with harmony vocals. I'm like, that's, it's absolutely perfect. And it's not overdone because it just seems like there's a section that they felt needed that. And it's, and it just, it's so, it's so fucking perfect. And, um, you know what I think as well? Sorry, I kind of no, cut you off ahead. there. I was just going to say, you know what I think is really cool as well? It, and I, I, you can tell it's an age thing, but with James, you know, aging a little bit, but keeping up his vocal chops is that now he has, like, the talent and control to do these cool vocal things, but he's also got a little bit of that scratchiness back that he that. had back in the day. Yeah. And it's like he's somehow managed to straddle that line of clean and really well-performed with the grit that I feel has been missing from some vocal performances on on the last couple albums. Yeah. Because um, he sounds great. He sounded great right the way through, but like he's been doing a very clean thing up until now. But... You know, there's so many moments on this where I think, oh, his vocals sound really, really raspy and cool here. Yeah. So, um, yeah, all, all, yeah, every single song. The Shadows Follow is probably one of my favorites. There's three or four on here that are that are kind of fighting with each other for which one is my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really, I really like because when it comes to me as a fan, not just of Metallica, but as of music, metal, whatever you want to say. Um, I, I don't care about fast or slow um, mm. or uh, necessarily anything uh, groundbreaking. Like, you know, the, I, you know, I love hearing bands try new things and be adventurous. But if you don't do that, come at me with a good song. And exactly. I feel like that's what they nailed with a song like Shadows Follow is I think that overall it's just a good song. And and this album so far has been one of those that a lot of these songs get better the more that I listen to them, yeah. including the ones that were the singles. You know, In the context of the album, I enjoy a couple of the songs that I didn't like as much a lot more. Um, mm. But yeah, Shadows Follow is great. And, and I also got to give props, obviously, be, because a, a lot of people won't, uh, to Lars, because... Mm. His drumming, we could have talked about it on 72 seasons, but he's he's Mr. In the Pocket. And yeah. um and I like that. But also I like the fact that there's a lot of little things here and there where he does some kind of busy stuff f- for Lars. Like he's not fucking Neil Peart, we know that. But, <laughs> but it but doesn't need to be. It doesn't need to be. But also, um, you know, some of the stuff that he does in the album. I know pe- there are people out there that aren't really big Metallica fans and haven't really they don't they don't watch every fucking thing ever put out like me. And so mm. people hear some of this drumming and they go, well, like, Lars can't fucking do that. I'm like, well, if you look at the studio footage, he does it. 
And then people say, well, they, they edit the drums together. I'm like, well, no, I mean, he plays a song all the way through and then he's, but he wants the most yeah. perfect take he can possibly get. Can I let you in on a little secret, pal? Almost every album ever has at least a little bit of editing on it. There is sample replacement <laughs> dating back as early as the eighties. What are you? What are you ruining it for everybody? <laughs> but 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 you see him playing these songs. Everything's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and whether whether or not like he can nail all of this stuff live, like you know he has his limitations as a live drummer. So I know that some of the double kicking will be kind of edited out for live performances, just because also he's a, also a sixty year old dude and plays really fast shit for two and a half hours that most people wouldn't be able to do just not, not yeah. the technicality of it, just the, 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 the length of time and the, the, the energy that it takes. But he does, he does do these things. Like he's, mm -hmm. he goes to the studio and he wants to do his absolute best and he plays these songs through and he does all of the drums that you're hearing. And, but I do know that they go afterwards and that if there's like five takes and he likes one part from this one, they do edit it in and, you know, cause it's, I mean, why would you not want the best possible performance that you could possibly get? Um, exactly. It, just because it wasn't done in one take doesn't mean it's not good. Because then you should, like like Eddie said, you throw away probably most of your albums then if you're wanting to be them to be done in one take. But yeah. um, <laughs> but yeah, I just wanted to give him a little bit of props because even 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 with an album like this where the drums sound really great, people are still talking shit because that's the that's one of the rules that's been made up is that you don't like Lars Lars is an asshole for reasons that nobody can quite explain and and they're they're really not versed on what the Napster thing was actually all about I was I was about <laughs> to say new, news flash he was right yeah he like, was he, yeah um cuz but really at the end of the day all that all that Lars has done is is uh he's he has been uh he's been I don't know, excited about things. <laughs> I mean, cause it seems like that's yeah. the big thing is he's always a guy that seems like he's really pumped for what's going on. And I'm, I'm, and I would be too, if I were in Metallica. And so, um, but yeah, all the way through, I think he sounds great to be fair. Um, since we're on this subject, this also might be, there's a particular song we'll get to for now. We'll, I'll wait till we get to the song to get to that. But, uh, um, hi Lars. And so, um, but uh, shadows follow. Anything to add for uh, for that one? I was I was just gonna say as well because we haven't really brought Kirk up yet. Um, yep, Kirk in this song, you know, doing his Kirk thing in the solo. But yep. I will say, like of the solos so far, his style really fits this type of song particularly well. You know, that kind of bluesy Sabbathy <clears throat> thing. Yeah, like his sort of stuff fits right in with that. You know, yeah, his he's uh, not. He's not Vi, he's not Satriani. Again, he doesn't need to be because the sound of Metallica was never about. Metallica was a, a above all else songwriting. Yeah, you know, you know there needs to be a song there. You know, you can wank blissful arpeggios all day long, but if if there's no chorus or or you know catchy parts, you know it's hard to be interested in. But if if you have, you know, Kirk. You can tell it's Kirk. Yeah, you know, that's what makes him a personality. Yeah, I, I would, I would, I would have to say just, just for the for the sake of the people that are like, oh, this is just a fucking love fest. Um, if there was a a, a weak 
thing on the album, it's some of the Kirk leads and solos. Um, there's a few that not not necessarily badly played because he's he's a good guitar player, but they're the they're not exciting or interesting. There are some that are. There are a few that pop up here and there, and I go, all right, I'm down with that. But then a lot of them are. I think I've heard something similar to this before. This uh, we'll, we'll talk about one in particular where I just feel like eh, I could have done a little bit more with that. It seems like kind of kind of dull, but um, but yeah. So that that's a criticism for this album for me is that I don't th- I think that especially because the solos that he did on throughout Death Magnetic are fucking insane and I love them. Mm. So I know he can do more. Um, and maybe you're right. Maybe a lot of it is he gets into this mode where he hears the song and he go, well, appropriate for this song will be something a little more bluesy. Um, I gotta, I gotta fit in my wah wah somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which, which at this at this point, it's become a thing now. Like you know, once the, when the first time the wah kicks in, I'm always like, oh yeah, there it is, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I mean, anyway, you know, again, like I say, people, you know, dog on Lars and in recent times, Kirk also. But you know what? They're part of the sonic personality that Metallica is. Yeah. And without them, Agreed. it wouldn't be it wouldn't be the same. It wouldn't be yeah. the same. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I had I had one more thing to mention about Shadows Follow. OK. Uh, you know, that riff that goes. I can't help but think of Batman. I know, me too, me too. Yeah, <laughs> the, mo- the moment I heard it, I just thought of Adam West running around in his sixties well, costume. Well, I was, I was, I'm, I'm curious if that was intentional because you know, shadows follow the dark night. I just, I just, I don't know if that was intentional, and if it was, it's pretty clever. If not, it's still a very cool part. So I liked you know. it. Yeah, yeah, me too, me too. I, I like little nuggets like that, like how um, late Lady Evil. It by Black Sabbath has like a has like a uh, Cliff Richards reference in it. <laughs> yeah, just a devil woman. Anyway, we've managed to mention Cliff Richard on a Metallica podcast, so <laughs> uh, that might be the cue to move on to track three, which is has gone on to be one of my favorites off the album, "Screaming oh. Suicide." So Screaming Suicide, I think, probably is my least favorite song on the album. Wow. And um, but I do like it, but it it was my least favorite single that they released, and now it's my least favorite on the album overall. Um, yeah, it's still good, but this is this is the one where uh Kirk soloing is just it 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 could have been better. Because you literally get to to a part in the solo. Where he he ends a part with a and I'm like okay cool but then he does it like two more times I'm like okay you already did the and I'm just like I mean I don't know I just sometimes when it's something like that and you just repeat it and it's already not very interesting and it goes longer I go all right fine yeah for for me I love I love this song I love its attitude it's same reason I love attitude off reload um you know, it's got that you know <laughs> yeah it's it's kind of in that vein of you know badass speed limit breaking riff rock um, sure yeah yeah I, I cannot express enough um 
how dangerous I am behind the wheel when that song comes on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, James's vocals on it are great. Um, yeah. yeah. The, particularly on this one, you know, he's got that real grit to him now. And, you know, I love the keep me inside thing. Yeah. Love the variation on the riff in the middle of the song. Rob absolutely holding it down. See, that's the thing. The bass is prominent on this album. You can it, you can hear it. Since you since you brought it up, it is I think this is the best that a bass guitar has ever sounded on a Metallica album. Like, even including the early stuff with Cliff. Like, there's a couple parts where the bass is very audible. And, yeah. and and when you hear it, I go, it sounds good. Like it sounds yeah. good. And you and if you're really listening for it, you hear it all the way through. And but just the fact that there's so many little parts where the bass really gets to shine through, even you know back in the Cliff days, the, the, those those moments are few and far between. But I feel like, you know, that's why I'm saying like I think overall like this might be the best sounding Metallica album just for the fact that. I mean, I mean, I get, you could make an argument maybe for the Black Album, but this one, when it comes to modern stuff, I just feel it has a it has a weight to it. But at the same time, there's space. Every, every instrument seems seems to be given a a pedestal that it's put on. Like it, you yeah. know, like everything just sounds great. So I, yeah, but the bass is great. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you because I genuinely think this is the best sounding Metallica album since the '90s, at least. Yeah. Um, you know, if not Black Album, at least Load, Garage Inc., that kind of era, because those mm-hmm. are really sonically well produced albums. Um, yeah, even agreed. If, even if Black Album is my favorite sounding Metallica album, but this one's right up there. This is one yeah. of their one of their best. Yeah. Um, I mean. Kirk, Kirk's solo actually gave me a little bit of an Ace Freely, Ace Freely vibe on this one for some reason. Uh, yeah. That may be because I've just been listening to a metric fuck ton of Kiss lately, yeah. and I've just like picked up on oh, Ace would have probably put that there. But yeah, yeah, that. Well, they, and they're very similar guitar players in the in the respect that they're they're neither one of them are very flashy and technical they're more they're, they, mm. they more almost like play by feel like the the way that they play yeah. it's it's not necessarily precise all the time um it's a little loose a little loosey-goosey um and i like that but i, I also mm. love ace freely so there you go absolutely yeah screaming suicide i love all the i'm a riff man above mm. above all else and this one just has it in spades um so yeah that's that's track three jump on over to number four with a with another deeper cut we have uh sleepwalk my life away now yep before you say anything okay i was made for love <laughs> you were made for loving me Look, that, that, see once that, again that's just because you're listening to a lot of kiss but yeah but the the intro, you know, just drums and bass like I couldn't not hear it, and I was immediately like, "I wonder if they took a cue from that song because it was just so perfect." You know, I, now that you're mentioning it, if they had if they they had included like a disco beat in this song, I'd like it so much more. Like I like, <laughs> let's do that. That sounds great. Yeah, chunky riff. I think. 
at the time, I was thinking to myself, I, I think I was still, like, acclimating to the world because I was still kind of waking up. Yeah. Like, the only gripe with the production so far is that the the drums are very loud, but eventually I did get to a point where I was like, ah, I just had the volume too loud. <laughs> <You know? laughs> well, I think the only time that the drums seem too loud is whenever it's just Lars on the hi-hat with, with something else. Because then all of a sudden I'm like, yeah. whoa, that's a loud-ass hi-hat right there. But but everything else, like I, loud drums don't ever really bother me. Um, nah. I don't know if that's because I'm a hip hop fan or not, but I just <laughs> I, I I hear albums where the drums are very loud, and I'm always like, that's pretty cool. I don't know. Yeah. To, I mean, to to harken it back to Kiss once again, there's <laughs> you know, for, for me like that, there's a select handful of albums where like I can't necessarily turn around and say old production is better all of the time because you get like hotter than hell. That whole mix is. Um, ever so slightly ruined by that snare drum like you yeah. want to you want to crank it but like every time it hits it kind of physically hurts just from the frequency range it occupies yeah but another one for me is um fuck the, the end complete by obituary yeah. like that the snare on that is just like come on man i want the guitars loud but every time you hit that fucking thing it just feels like a dagger in my ear um <laughs> You know, which is funny because it's not like that through the whole album. There's parts where I I hit, and I think I think the problem is he's hitting like rim shots when that happens, and it's like ah, ow, <laughs> you know. But this album sounds fucking great. I love the fact that they've managed to figure out how to you know compress things so that they're loud, yeah, without overpowering the overall room and vibe of the song. You know. Yep. Um, but yeah, um, still the best sounding in a long time. Uh, and I love that little like quote from Lars at the end, like, did we get it? You did it, mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah I, I liked it, but over to you. Yeah, Sleepwalk My Life Away is, uh, it's another one that like, I don't, I don't love it, but I do love things about it. I love the, the, because a lot of times there are riffs here and there on this album that are a little bit underwhelming but james will do a vocal line over it that i just think is mm. is so good and the chorus of this one i like i just i like i like vocal lines that do that go a lot of different places and mm -hmm. um because so many metal singers just are they're either yelling or if they are singing it's like in one note here and then it goes to another note there's no like like i love as a songwriter it just makes me happy hearing these you know, that's why I like, you know, like stuff that you listen to old stuff by like the police and like, you know, Sting's vocal melody melodies on top of the songs. You're just like, how did he come up with that? It goes all over the fucking place. And it's hmm. just and it's and it another thing that makes me love the songs. But um, but yeah, Sleepwalk My Life Away is like it's a good one. Um, That's probably one that's going to have to grow on me more. But I but hmm. I do I do like the. um. I do like the the chorus and each one of these songs does have that little the the thing that I've noticed is that they they insert little things like it like at the end of of 72 seasons there's those two false starts at the end of the song where it's like like you know they they do yeah. little things like that and in every song there's some 
thing where I go, they didn't need to do that, but it's kind of cool that they did this little quick turn or this, yeah. this played this particular riff this way. Um, and that even the gotcha. songs that, <laughs> yeah, even the, even the, the, uh, the songs like sleepwalk my life away that I'm like, yeah, it's good. Um, it, it's not one of my favorites on the album, but there's enough in it that keeps me interested. And, um, I think that one will, will be a grower for me. Mm. For sure. Which brings cool. us? Which brings us to five with You Must Burn. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because it, it's, it's, it's got a it's got an exclamation point. Are they, yeah. are, is this the first album that has tracks with punctuation on them? Because there's two. There's two songs with punctuation. And I can't think of a Metallica song that has only punctuation. Other, only other one I can think of is Sanitarium. You know, with the with the... With the brackets, you know. Oh yeah. Well, but that, that, welcome home, sanitarium. Yeah, yeah. Which is weird because people call it. Everyone calls it sanitarium now, but the real s- title is welcome home. I mean, the the, the rule is flexible. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> but but uh, yeah, you yeah. must burn. Yeah. So this one's kind of like sad but true kind of tempo and that yeah. kind of groove groove wheelhouse. A lot of chunky chunkage going on. Um, and I detect a strong Alice in Chains influence on this one. There are moments where I genuinely thought this would be right at home on an Alice in Chains song, reinforced mainly by that midsection, which totally sells me on that detection. Yeah. You've got James and... Is it Rob or is it just James and James? Because I heard stuff about Rob doing harmonies. I think the middle part is, is Rob does the harmony. Yeah, because James and Rob are doing an undeniably Lane and Jerry style. Well, it also harmony. sounds like something that would have been on Load as well, because they did some vocal stuff like that on Load, which was heavily influenced <laughs> by Alice in Chains. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Um, yeah, I mean, "You Must Burn" is a is a is a pretty cool song. I like the the vibe of it is really good. Yeah. Um, it's so funny that there's. I have to admit that like, you know, five times through this album and listening to all these songs, like there are bits. I'm like, I feel like I'm forgetting parts of the songs. And that's, that's a just, that's a good thing for me because I'm just like, Oh shit, I get to go listen to them more and learn them more. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, the, the, the ones that are a little more, the slower tempo ones on here, they have more things in them that, you know, I latch onto a part and then the other parts kind of take their time for me to like really like um, recognize how cool they are. But yeah, you must burn is a is a is a nice it's a nice little tune. Nice, nice pleasant listen. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. So that brings us to track six, Lux Eterna. Yeah, which first is, single wh- from the album. Which is actually really cool placement after after like you know a couple mid tempos a little slower tempo one um, no ballad really I mean would you consider well we'll get to that one but I, but I wouldn't there's nothing on here that I would necessarily call a ballad um, closest thing to it is in in, in a Morata but yeah. it's uh, that's more in the vein of just a really doomy Sabbathy groover. Yeah. So, so I like the fact that like, you know, especially on the, on the vinyl, like Lux Eterna ends um, record number one and it's kind of a nice ending. It's almost like you get a mini 
album ended with like a battery or dire's eve you know yeah. not, not as fast as either one of those but you know what i mean a more up-tempo song finishing off the first half of the album absolutely yeah like it's the album's shortest track i think it was a good move making this the first single because it's yeah. like it's like a bit of a mission statement like a like a we're back fucker <laughs> and it was a total surprise um, which was also fun yeah well, yeah. actually, it, it's funny. I was the one that told you that yep. Metallica had a new song out. And that was when I looked down at my phone and saw, like, what is it, like 30 seconds ago, I looked at my phone and it said Metallica Lux Eterna. I was like, what the fuck is this? And then it... New song. New song. I need to tell. I need to tell <laughs> old head right away. New song and you went what? New Metallica song. I'm still I'm still yeah. like wiping the sleep out of my eye and pouring yeah. my coffee. I'm like this t- it's too early for this shit. Metallica. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think the funniest part was it was, it was like it, the initial what? I was like new Metallica song. <laughs> and then uh yeah. You were like I can't find it on streaming. I'm like go to YouTube. Go to YouTube right now. <laughs> but yeah, I think I was one of the first 100 people to like it. Yeah. Which, oh, yeah. Which I'm, is, I'm, you know, I'm I'm never that quick with with things like that. But you know, that I was try. pure luck. To be fair, yeah. I had a day off, <laughs> so I was just at home fucking around. But yeah, but yeah, Lux Eterna is a great song. Um, it, it's it, I I've tried to rest it because mm. I heard it a lot when it first came out. Um, but once again, in the context of the album, like these singles, I'm like, yeah, I like them in the way that they're spaced in with the other tracks. And um, it's a nice little mid-album, uh, little bit of a um, uh, and the in the in the premiere thing in the theater, um, Rob referred to it as an arm burner because his arm gets really tired playing with his yeah. fingers. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yeah, I, I tend to forget that he does that. Like, yeah, you know, I, I most of the live footage I end up watching of Metallica is usually Jason era, um, but you know what? Rob is a fucking beast. Oh, you know, fuck with his yeah, dude. Like, how'd you, how'd you do this he, shit? He's he's arguably the best bass player they've ever had. I'm sorry if that's hmm. if that sounds like blasphemy, but I really do think that, you know, yeah. Cliff was amazing, but I think, you know, he probably would even say that Rob was the best one that they had. <laughs> I think if you're, t- you're, if you're talking sheer technicality, I think Rob is, is the shoe-in. But I definitely also, you know, I, I think the most innovative was Cliff. But I think, sure, for some reason, I'm just drawn to Jason's live energy. You know, that, that. All, all three of them have brought something unique and cool to the band. So it's like yeah. it's hard. It's hard to pick a favorite. But I think, you know, I picked Jason because that's the era that I really got into the band. So it's kind of a nostalgia thing. But it's gotten mm-hmm. to the point now. Rob's been in the band 20 years. And there's um, the longest standing bass player. So I, I think that if for some reason, you know, they decided to bring Jason back, I would really miss Rob. So, yeah, I'm happy with how the band is right now. Yeah, oh, totally. You know, it's, it's just a it's a chapter that I'm thankful for. But, you know, Metallica is how they need to be now. And, yep. you know, Rob's yep. great. Awesome. But, yeah. Moving on. Mo- moving on to uh, Crown of Barbed Wire. So, um, so, 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 so to me for, for an early, you know, it's early ish review. The second half of this album to me is way stronger than the first overall. Mm, um, okay. so, 
And because we're getting into Crown of Barbed Wire, which is in the running for my favorite song on the album. It is fan-fucking-tastic. So, mm. um, so I, I mean, I don't actually have much notes on this, I think, because I just <laughs> f- f- forgot <laughs> while I was listening to it. I kind of, like, reached a halfway point, and then I was just, like, really appreciating and vibing with it, but... It's got a cool, vibey feel to this one. It's like yeah. it's not like something I've heard from them really much before. So I'm, I'm gonna let and, you lead this one. And so once again, the it's fucking James. the The chorus, the pre-chorus and chorus, like the harmony vocals and the melodies, and even the way that you know the the slinky vocal line, you know, this crown of Bob Y. Like the, that, I, I love it when he does shit like that. Because he's because in so many ways he he's going against what I think a lot of people would be like oh if you're you're metal you don't sing you don't, you don't do things this way and yeah. he that's the one thing that that I absolutely love about how this album turned out it's not the one thing it's many things but um, they're still not just catering to to haters or people that want a particular thing out of them they still just make the music that they make. And sure, they've started incorporating faster stuff more again, but the majority of this album is not fast. And that's one of those things where some people, like, I've seen some people do posts and go, you know, it's the best album they've done because they've returned to their old school roots. I'm like, have they? Did you listen to, like, two songs? Mm -hmm. Because most of it is not. Most of it sounds like Black Album Load. Um... And then there's a few songs that you could, you know, harken back to Death Magnetic, maybe, or, you know, but nothing to me sounds old school on this album, mm. which is great because it just, because I want to hear a band that grew from that and learned from that, but is offering up what they're doing now, honestly. And Metallica have been a band that, if nothing else, have been very honest with their music I feel. I don't think there's ever oh, absolutely. been absolutely. I don't think there's ever been anybody that suggested they do something that they did. I think they just went along with whatever. But yeah, Crown of Barbed Wire as a fucking song, just as a song is just so well written and every everyone sounds great on that album and I just I love a song with a good chorus that just like that just makes me want to sing along and just I mean and there's a lot of those on this album. But yeah, um, there's there's one other song that's in the running for my favorite on the album, but the, it's neck and neck with Crown of Barbed Wire because I just think it's I love I just love it. It's just so it's it's so good. Um, so we we can move on to the next track. Nice. So uh, number eight, this one here, Chasing Light, by the way, could be. It's, could be a top three song from this album for me it's great it's a great i fucking love chasing light so much you know they catch you with a fake out at the beginning you know i thought it was gonna be a slow groover and then it hit me with the up tempo thing uh see that's the beauty of hearing an album like this for the first time you genuinely do not know what you're in for um and you know what maybe that's the problem with 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 some people is that everyone gets very excited when like, you know, like the last Slayer album came out and everyone's like, yeah. And I was the one going, 
if I kind of know what I'm getting for every track, how is this any fun at all? <laughs> it's yeah. like, you know, and so, and you know, not to, not to diss Slayer cause I love Slayer and, and they do what they, they did what they did and I'm, and it's yeah. great, but I much prefer an album like this where I'm not quite sure what's going to happen. Um, not that they're fucking Mr. Bungle or anything, but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like it's, it's just, you're, you're not a hundred percent sure what you're going to get. And that's, to me, that's what fucking new music should be all about. Don't give me the yeah. same shit. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know? And it, it, Metallica has a core sound that they have, you know, happened upon in the last, what is it now, 15 years? Yeah. And there's a sonic quality that Death Magnetic, Hardwired, and this one share. It's like sure. post-Saint post Anger Metallica is has an identifiable core sound. However, Death Magnetic, Hardwired, and this one are very different albums. Yeah, um, and I would agree. I would, I would even go as far as to say that this album is my favorite of the three. Um, oh, it's, you know, it's, re- it's really hard to compete with Death Magnetic for me. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it, especially for you coming it coming back the way they did with that album you know yeah. death death magnetic had already been out for two years when i got into them oh, okay. um yeah i yeah i met that made me feel like a fucking kid again i was just so yeah. i was so into it i mean it's it's almost like that album is a to me it's always struck me as like a spiritual successor to Justice for all where it's like Yep. You know, even down to the fact that both had glaring production issues, but the songs are so <laughs> fucking great that you don't well, give a shit. It, it, and, 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 and they're both production issues that I have absolutely no problem with whatsoever. <laughs> so well, that's just to me. Be Apparently f- I'm weird. To be fair, when I first heard Death Magnetic, I didn't notice the, the clipping. But, you know, I was a kid, you know. I hadn't learned all this stuff about music production that I do now. Yeah. Um, nowadays, when I listen to it, I... I do need the better sounding version of Death Magnetic, but God, that album's fucking good. Like, oh, but for sure, the, this one's great. And Chasing Light pre-chorus is cool, but that chorus is fucking great. He really, he's vocally really getting up there yeah. with his highs. Yeah. Um, you know, again, you know, there's more Alice in Chains influence in the middle of this song. I definitely got the Chainsy vibe. Um, the, even the solo was fantastic and the riff yeah. immediately following it was killer yeah and i i, I do i i like the I, I i like the the sort of halftime it goes into right at the end of the chorus you know the without mm-hmm. darkness that little big and doesn't do it for very long but i mm. once again those little things that they, they they throw into songs where i'm just like the chorus was cool but that ending of the chorus is what makes me go ah i like that i like that part but uh, yeah yeah, chasing light is a it's a real energetic, fun, uh, driving. That, I mean that, that that one to me is the uh, is the is one of the two on here that you know if if, if I'm driving I'm gonna be driving probably too fast. Um, yeah, to them. <laughs> which is funny because you would think it would be one of the ones with the more like uh, uh, the double time beats. Yeah, but no, the double time beats don't really do much for me. Like uh, like we'll get to later on. We'll talk about that, but um. But yeah, Chasing Light, fucking great song. Um, we can move on. Cool. Uh, something as well I've noticed with this album, not only in its music, but its themes, and even in the artwork, there's a very clear 
theme of of light and dark you know light and darkness you know a very bright yellow with black things on it you know oh, oh, uh, so while, while we're on the subject i love this album cover i it's think it's really grown on me as it's well it's fucking I, fantastic because it's because well, it's not what i expected but yeah. at the same time it's there's something about it that's so pleasing to my eyes that mm. i'm just like i love i love when an album looks like no other album that is yeah. number 1 and so what while i do why while i i have to, I, I will admit i am one of those people that's like oh man i love the the painted you know big artwork metal artwork you know with the you know ed Ripka yeah. or whoever um there's something to be said for just something that looks so unique and so interesting. And like you said, it really fits the album because it's, I mean, the whole album is, is literally just seems to be all songs about James inner struggle with, with, you know, his inner demons and, and self doubt and aging and all of these different things. And yeah, that's another thing is that like, you know, getting, metal from older men who've been doing it for this long and getting this kind of honest kind of thoughtful lyrics like not all the lyrics are like amazing but i think i like a lot of these lyrics more than hardwired but i also i just like the subject matter and i like the fact that that's the kind of writer he is because i don't want to hear another song about how uh the internet is bad or uh, about <laughs> phone bad. We yeah. know. <laughs> or, We're all or, miserable. <laughs> or these songs that a lot of bands are doing these days where they're trying to do this middle of the road sort of political thing where it's it's ambiguous. Which side are we on? They're all lying. And I'm like, okay, we're done. I'm done with that too. Because at this point, at this point, you gotta pick a fucking side if you're gonna be a fucking band I listen to. Because I because you're you're fucking metal. You're a metal band. And these metal bands are all just like, eh, I don't know. <laughs> and I'm just like, God, that's 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 bullshit to me. But in this particular case, it, it's it's just personal but also very relatable to someone like me and I'm assuming yourself as well. And so I love that. I love, I love getting music that's got depth to it lyrically. And when the whole package, including the artwork and the fucking pictures, if you see behind me in the video of how they all look like old men, they, 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 they took the photos with the exposure and a light to like accentuate their, their wrinkles and, and, and other things. Um, Everything about it, I just it just makes it such a meaningful album for me. Whereas like Hardwired, it was fun, but I'm but it doesn't have that kind of weight to me. And yeah. so I uh, yeah. Anyway, I I just love all of those things about this album. You want to know something totally superficial that I am completely fucking hyped about? What? The, the I mean I know he's had it back for a while. I mean I, I he had it back when I saw them live ages ago in 2019. Feels weird to say ages ago, but that is four years. Yeah, you know, uh, I'm just a glad pandemic James, ago. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> pandemic ago. Yeah, yeah. I'm just glad James has his mustache back. It, it, he rocks the mustache, dude. 
motherfucker looks cool as hell. I want, I, I want him to bring back the late 90s mullet, honestly, but, you know, yeah. <laughs> not just me. I'm, we go I guess, close it's, to I, guess it. it's, I guess that's mid-90s. It was, it was around the time I saw them in concert the first time, which was 1994. He had the, he had the mullet thing going on. You know what I only just realized the other day? That, like, when they hired Jason Newstead, they pretty much all had the shaved sides. I never noticed that before. Like, in, in the Justice era, James had shaved side. Kirk, to some extent, had shaved a little bit down. Yeah. Uh, I think Lars was the only one I couldn't really tell, but that was he had his own thing going on, that, like, feathered it, it, mullet with the tennis band around his head funny enough around that time um especially early 90s i had i had shaved underside of my long, my hair i was growing out as well i don't know what it yeah. but but mine was um inspired by phil and selmo because yeah. i saw footage of him during cowboys from hell and he had like it's almost like he had a mohawk but then it just like slang was like slinging down and the shade yeah. on this side and i was always like oh that looks cool but then my version of it was as a little kid was like all right can you shave the sides of my head and then my hair <laughs> my my hair still just went Foomp, and i went okay <laughs> oh that's great yeah, it doesn't matter you have more visuals for the podcast listeners i apologize for that but you've you've all seen my hair it doesn't do much so uh, <laughs> it's always been that way. And just, it fucking parts in the middle no matter what I do. Like when I was younger, I, I would try to like do different things. And at the end of the day, it would just go. Poop. <laughs> and I, so I just, I just ran with it. So, all right, I'm going to part it in the fucking middle. You have no idea how many times I've thought about getting a perm. <laughs> oh, you should totally do that. Yeah, but like I've heard horror stories of it going totally wrong. And I look, I'd look fucking stupid <laughs> if, if it went. If it went wrong enough for me to have short hair, I ain't going back there. I have my whole life to have short hair. Oh, fuck. I you... never, I'm never going back. We've talked about this yeah. before. If I start, if my hair starts falling out, I'm going to have a skullet. I'm just, I'm yeah. not, um, I, I don't think I'm going to, but like I settled on this look many years ago and it was the first time I ever looked in the mirror and went, not bad. And so I'm keeping that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm the same. Yeah, totally. I had, I had a. I had short hair. I had the crew cut when I was a teenager, and shit. In my tw- my twenties, my head was shaved, and I had no beard. Like, oh wow, I got, that's I'll, surreal I, to me. I'll find pictures to show you, but um, like, there's pictures of me playing with my band at the time, and it's like there's no beard, and I literally just gone and I buzzed my head because I didn't start growing my hair back until I was probably around thirty. Um, yeah. And, and so it's been the last like 15 years or so, but in my twenties, yeah, I, I hate, I hated fucking with my hair so much that I just, See, that, was, shave, that was, shave it that off. was, that was, that was bald head. <laughs> <laughs> That's a different channel. Bald yeah. Head. yeah. Um, all right. Where, where were we? Oh, we were about to get to if darkness had a son. Yes. Um, yeah. So if darkness had a son, uh, the third single to be released and yep. the last of the four singles to appear on this album. Um, it's great. And my one gripe with this song is the intro is maybe a bit long, yeah. but I'm used to that at this point. I'm a Metallica fan. Um, and I love the riffs. The variation in the outro is really cool. Um, my favorite one's the... the um, one i forget specific specifically how it goes right now because my mind is blanking but oh. you know 
me likey. Yeah. Eventually, Gosh. we're going to know the, this album inside and out. But yeah, just now it's, you know, because we're recording this and it's been out two days, um, three for me because I heard it Thursday. But it's, um, but uh, I guess today is the third day. So it's because it's Sunday. Anyway, whatever. But um, uh, yeah, it, that that's why initially I was like, um, we should wait like a full week so we can really listen to the album a bunch. But I was like, I'm so excited to just talk about it. Let's just fucking do it. Yeah. Plus everybody totally. else, nobody else is waiting. They're all posting their videos where they're like, look, I just listened to it all the way through and eh, it's not really that good. I'm like, you heard it once and you probably didn't want to like it in the first place. Yeah. That's that's the thing that I've really noticed is that, that because Metallica is such a big band, people that would never talk about music anyway have mm-hmm. decided that they need to chime in about it. And I'm like, yeah. look, it's all for clout us- purposes. Yeah. Well, I'm like, there are those of us who like, this is our lives and, and our passion and, let us talk about it, okay? Yeah. <laughs> you know, you, we don't need you. Thank you. Take your dollar and fucking beat it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was a, I've been I've been listening to a lot of Pot of Thunder, and that's one of their sound bites. And yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm sorry but, we uh, don't have sound bites. We should, you know, I'm. We have a very basic setup. I don't know where I would play a sound bite from during our show. I'd have to get like a. a some sort of basically basically i just quote shit. i'm the soundboard <laughs> i like that i like that um i like all right. that <laughs> <laughs> um, all right yeah if darkness had a sun I, I like that song a lot um it's i, I think probably my second favorite single after 72 seasons that was released um i just like the vibe of it um hmm. and um yeah it's just, uh, it's, it, I like, it's just a, it's a, it's a dark song and it just has a, uh, a nice sort of driving groove to it. And I enjoy that. Yeah. Yeah. It, um, it would, it took of, of all the singles, it took the longest time to grow on me, but I fucking love it now. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it's yeah. My, my only gripe is the intro didn't need to be that long. <laughs> do, do, well, but they, they utilized it in an interesting way. Did you see how With, they unfolded it on TikTok? Yeah. Yeah. No, and now that I remember that, I'm like, you know what? Uh, that, that there's, there's a whole argument about the TikTokification of, of music and stuff, but you know what people people do that with songs that were released in the 70s you know people make cool things out of songs you know i know music nowadays there's a big boom recently in like songs that don't exceed like the two minute mark just to serve as basically a soundbite for people to do like quirky little memes to and the rest of it's literally just filler but um, yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah, I liked the I liked the way that they unfolded it on TikTok. I'm, I'm not a big fan of TikTok, but I follow Metallica, and it was cool to have the, the first video where it's just drums, and you're like, "What the fuck is this?" And then later, little by little, all the members yeah. join in. Um, it was all it was also funny slash annoying that all these people would duet Lars and just play uh, Megadeth songs over the drums. <laughs> 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 oh, okay, I mean <laughs> that is kind of funny. That's kind of the that's the kind of shit posting I appreciate, you know. But once, uh, but once like, like ten <laughs> people had done it, I was just like, hey, didn't you see the other videos? This has already been done, guys. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Uh, 
But anyway, moving on to um to to um the other contender for my favorite song on the album, too far too far gone or too far gone because there's too far gone. I just once again, it's the vocals that really fucking sell this for me. The and the and the turn from the from what seems to be like a minor key to a major key in the chorus. It just, it just makes it, it makes me feel good. And, and I like the fact that it's a song literally about like, you know, have I, have I fucked up so much and have I, have I become, you know, such a shitty version of myself or gotten so fucked up that there's no turning back and this is just me, but it's presented in this very sort of like, you know, almost like a, like anthemically, we're going to get fucking through this. Um, but, yeah. but the chorus doesn't say we're going to get through this. The chorus is, am I too far gone to save? And I'm just like, fucking great songwriting, really cool riff, really cool harmony guitar in the middle with a overall, just a fucking amazing track. And I love it so much at this point, probably my favorite but I do really love Crown of Barbed Wire as well. But, uh, you know, I got a faster one and a slower one to be like my two favorites. Yeah. Go I ahead. like those like, ah, ah, parts oh, in there as well. Yes, absolutely. You know, those are all little, little touches that I just love. Yeah. Like it, it, there's even a little bit of like tight, fast playing in this one that, you know, it's got a little bit of a death magnetic edge to it. Like kind of rhythms. Yeah. Um, yeah, I liked the uh, maiden esque guitarmonies in this. I know mm-hmm. you like that term. Yep, uh, guitarmonies. Uh, and that that choky riff at the end is short but sweet. I could listen to a loop of that like dun 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 dun. But yeah. oh, love it. Um, yeah, too far gone. Badass. <laughs> yeah. We're getting there, folks. So thank you for for being patient. This is the the longest album review ever, right? Um, <laughs> I don't know. I'll search the internet. Maybe there'll be people that did a longer one. But um, we're on to Room of Mirrors. Yeah, this is like Sabbath on speed. <laughs> Double kick and guitar minis. Yes, it's a little it's a little bit of a fake out because it, when it begins, you don't expect it to be to have the double time drums. It yeah, kind of come out of nowhere. Um, but this this song is not one of my favorites, but it, it, and it's also one of those. To me, it's a very good example about faster is not always better. Like just mm-hmm. because this song has that double time drum, like that doesn't do it any favors for me. But it goes well with the vocals and the. I don't necessarily dig the chorus that much. It's good. The verses, um, once again, with the you know because he does the. Uh, um, you know he does a he, he does a lot of like the notes go all over the place and it just yeah. makes me think that James has gotten so good at writing vocal melodies and and pro- I mean I'm assuming he probably you know because you, you you watch like footage like when they recorded like Death Magnetic and you hear him singing completely different lyrics to what ends up on the album so I feel yeah. like he he really like labors over not only the lyrics, but the melodies and finds every possible way to make something the best that it can be. And 
I like the fact that there are those times where he just sings something just straightforward, um, no frills, and you know, and it and it works. Other times he adds these these you know these these melodies that go a lot of different places, and it just makes the songs like this a lot more enjoyable. I think without that, it's just like a double time song that's that's good. It, it doesn't blow me away though. Yeah, yeah, I I I like it. I'm just glad that. Metallica has put out such a high quality album this late in the game, you know? Yeah. I Which, agree. you know, brings us to the closer and as it stands, the longest song in the Metallica catalog, longest original song. Yeah. Um I mean, I don't know what it is. This this song even has like a diff, slightly different sonic vibe. Like they're all jamming it together. Yeah, Inner Marata um, is the name of the song. Yeah, sorry, Inner Marata. Um, it's got a nice booming, big roomy sound on that snare. M- more of that sound in modern metal, please. Uh, Vibey. It's very it's very fixer at times. Yeah, for See, me. Th- this is this is where I'm heading with it. It's kind of like. They took the stuff that was good about My Friend of Misery, because there are references I noticed in the guitar solo-y bit yeah. that has the same kind of feel as that thing going mm-hmm. on. And I, I was like, that's total fan service. He, you know, this song is about, you know, the idea of, you know, misery, and it kind of goes back to that kind of theme and they snuck that little motif in there and that made made me grin from ear to ear. I was like, yeah, yeah, that was, that was, you did that for us. You did that for the fans. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's a vibey, long, doomy, Sabbathy track that somehow flies by for me. Uh, Yeah. Like I have no idea how the fuck they did it, but there are songs like this that don't do any wild technical stuff at all. Like, you know, Where the River Goes by Stone Temple Pilots for me is another one that I can yeah. just stick on and I don't know where the eight minutes just went. This one is a whole three minutes longer than that and still manages to fly by. Yeah, um, when they, when they uh, in the theater, they talked about it being the longest Metallica song and and then when the song ended, I was like, that's it? Like, I, like it did not seem like a le- an 11 minute song to me. Yeah. I've I've seen some people say that it's too long, and I'm just like, I don't know, and because I think it's perfect. To be completely honest, the it, like if they had ended the album on something like Room of Mirrors, you know, like the last album, the the way the way that it ended with a faster tune, I'm like yeah. that's great and all, but the book ending of beginning this album with 72 seasons and ending it with Inamorata is absolutely perfect. Like it just yeah. really solidifies how great a constructed uh, an album this is because the song is a complete vibe and mood, but also mm-hmm. I, I, there's once a song again, there. There's a song there, but also vocally speaking, once again, it's like this on, on the whole album, this is probably the most sort of like um, bear or something, if you will, that, uh, that James sounds like sort of, um, uh, I don't know, like like a wounded kind of thing. He has it's the the most yeah. like sort of his his emotions are laid out there of, of anything on the album, and 
It's um, like he's become the world's loudest life coach, so to speak. <laughs> yeah. You know? it's, it's like a guru. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I, I love the vibe of this song so much. And I love the fact that once again, I love, I love the fact that they have not strayed away from the kind of things that they did on like load and reload. Now, to be fair, they, they still haven't come back with a song like St. Anger, but um, that just would be out of place on this album. <laughs> but, uh, but I, but I, you know, but honestly, there's that part of me that goes, all right, if they leave that one alone, it's, it's an even more special album to me. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I love that album. But, uh, but I do love the fact that like fans of fans of the black album can get into this. Fans of low can get into this. Um, you know, it's it's just got it's got so much going for it. But just the, the the fact that it wraps up with this big, epic, long song and the guitar harmony parts in the in the midsection are just fucking beautiful. And yeah, um, for, for me, it's like they took uh, my friend of misery, outlaw torn fixer and stuck all three of them in a blender. And they came out with this awesome smoothie <laughs> in a Murat is an awesome smoothie. It is. It's a pretty damn good smoothie. It's got yeah. all the, all the things you need for a good time. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. And, and, and that wraps up, um, 72 seasons, which I, uh, I really think that, I mean, I like it way more than uh, Hardwired to Self-Destruct. I, I had my criticisms about Hardwired to Self-Destruct, even though I do like it. Um, I love every Metallica album, so it's, it's, it's dumb to say that. But um, <laughs> this one so far has already surpassed that for me in quality and just the memorability of the songs. And the it keeps drawing me back. Hardwired didn't really draw me back that much initially. I listened to it a mm. bunch of times when it came out, but then I it was like a good couple months before I even went back to it where this seems like an album that I'm probably going to be throwing on a lot because there's, I just look at the tracks and I go, well, oh, I want to hear that one again. And you know, I'm yeah, this, this album, on. this album's really pulling me back in, you know, every, every time I like come away from it for like a short break where I'm like, I'll listen to a podcast for a bit or I'll listen to a different album. Like I, I think of one of these songs and then it starts nagging me, you know, it's like, you know, come back, come back. We have, we, we have this one. You like this one. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, God damn it. <laughs> I was supposed to do something. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so really like, you know, I don't know. I, I was trying to think of like in my ranking, cause I don't remember what my ranking was on our episode we did, but I, I would, this album so far would be above Reload and Hardwired for me in my ranking, mm. um, which are the I think were the bottom two. Um, it's 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 still not above Saint Anger. Sorry, folks, but um, wow. but, I, but I but I love it. I love it. Yeah. I, I love this album. It's great, but you know it, it it does have its flaws. I was thinking about that too because a lot of people in there. Um, you know, the, their posts about the album, I, I saw the phrase used a lot. Well, it's not perfect, you know, and I'm, I started thinking to myself, what are the perfect Metallica albums? And I'm like, I can honestly say, if you're talking about laying an album before me and saying there's literally nothing you can think of that could have been done better, they only have two perfect albums in my eyes, and that is Ride the Lightning and Master of Puppets. Mm-hmm. Um, every other album, I absolutely fucking adore, but... You know, they haven't done a perfect, what I would call a perfect album since then. So once again, I can see why people are all like, I only like the early stuff. And I'm like, 
you know, I, I kudos to you. you. You enjoy yourself as you will. Um, just shut the fuck up about the newer stuff because it's not yeah. for you. It, it's kind of, it's kind of like I'm like okay if you came here for ride or master, and you only like those two, okay, cool. But stop being such a loud dick about it. You know? Yeah, yeah. That's you know? that, that's the only thing. But I know I know a lot of it is because they're this they're the biggest band in the world, and I seem it seems like people get annoyed that everyone gets excited about Metallica. Yeah, and I'm you like know? you know you're re- you're really showing how immature you are when you can't just. Just let us have like a week to be all like, woo, and then we'll just go back to our lives and it'll happen again in six years. They'll they'll hit us with the with the with the classic, you know, bearing in mind. We have listened to. God, just for the show alone, I worked it out and we're coming in at between five hundred and fifty and six hundred albums we have listened to for this show. Oh, my God. Like the uh, I, I actually took it upon myself the other day to um like work it out i just like had a moment of autistic interest and i was just there like i need to work this out if that's the case how many albums have i listened to in my lifetime a million (laughs) like that's the thing that got me thinking I, i was thinking to myself jesus christ if 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 only and that wasn't including the year albums that oh shit yeah that was just band discographies and We've definitely listened to over 600 albums for this podcast. Where I was going with that yeah. is that um, you can hurl a bunch of musicians at me who are more technically proficient a million times over than yep. you know the people in Metallica. However, Metallica's got those songwriting chops that just hit it out of the fucking park. Yeah, you know, you can be a fantastic guitar player and not know how to write a song. You know. Yeah. Well, I'm kind of I've found myself in recent years, or actually, really just in recent months, really coming to terms with. I I feel like I'm a person that I know what I'm talking about because I've been in bands. I'm a songwriter. I'm a singer, a guitar player. Mm -hmm. I've done all of these things. I know what goes into making a song and making an album and being in a band. I know all of these things. And I've listened to a shitload of music. I've read about a shitload of music. So I, 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 when I present things to people, I always want to, I always want to do it in a way where like, I know what I'm talking about. I'm not just talking out of my ass. That being said, I've gotten to the point where in certain situations, I know I have to remove myself from Metallica discussions because aside from that, there's this nostalgia and just love and adoration and because they've been important in my life in an emotional way alongside me just really being into the music so there's a a bit of me where i'm like i can't really have you know at a certain point my my opinion only goes so far because there is that emotional connection that i have to their music and so um Take take that as you will when I tell you that seventy two seasons is a fucking amazing album and um, yeah overall I'm just very I'm very impressed um, even with even with my criticisms those are all things that are going to go away and I'm going to get used to those things and they're just going to become part of an album that um, I love along with all the rest of their albums mm-hmm. um, fun uh, fun post note though. Um, at the very end of the uh, theatrical thing the other night, they had like a special announcement, 
and their announcement was that um, they're going to be broadcasting one of their concerts live to theaters all over the world. And it just so happens that it's the concert that I'm going to. So hey. I'm like... Fuck yeah. Front row. Front row. <laughs> well, no, fuck. I'm way up in the fucking nosebleeds. They're yeah. not gonna, but I am going to wear my old head hat and just try to do crazy shit. Like, look at me. If there's cameras, <laughs> and maybe they'll throw me on there. But uh, Wear your old head hat and a Borat mankini. You'll be hard to miss. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I'll do it. But yeah, uh, but yeah they're, 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 they're doing the, it's in Arlington, Texas, which is like right by Dallas. But they're... Uh, they're broadcasting. I don't know if it's both the shows or just one of them, but um, that's that's going to be fun to be like, oh, I got to be at that show where they broadcast it to the world, and uh, that's uh, that's because like because when I when I went to go see them on the Load tour, the show I went to was the show right before they won the one they recorded for uh, stunning. Cunning stunts. <laughs> I was about yeah. to say stunning cunts. <laughs> hey. <laughs> um, Boop. <laughs> um, yeah, sorry guys. That, that's the one thing with you, your your channel. You beep out bad words, and I'm like, I wonder if I would get more money if I would just stop saying fuck so much. <laughs> I mean, I mean, to to be fair, it's it's an experiment. I'm tr- I'm trying. They tend to they tend to pick up on swears in the first five minutes. Past that point, I think I don't know how how good they are at picking it up. But yeah, I'm I'm trying to get. I'm trying to get to a thousand subscribers this year. So if any, if everybody out there could just could just yes. give me a sub, <laughs> Eddie Sparks in the his his links always in the video description. But yeah, I'm not worried about that kind of shit. So you know, shit oh no, fuck, I meant they cunt, fi- cocksucker, meant- motherfucker, tits, turd. <laughs> what is it? Shit, piss, funk, cu- fuck, cunt, cocksucker, motherfucker, tits, fart, turn, twat. <laughs> yeah, there it is. <laughs> Um, I was just saying that they should physically come to my house and offer me a, a sub, like the Subway sandwich. Oh, yeah. No, t- actually, uh, redacted. I'm not going to dox myself. Please don't <laughs> come to my house. <laughs> Meat, meatball marinara. To, to, be, to be fair, yeah, that sounds good. To be fair, the first person that showed up with a sandwich would be like, fuck yeah. But then if a whole bunch of people, I'd be like, no, I, I, yeah, sorry, I don't, I don't have, yeah. you know, just throw them over the fence for my dogs. Thank you. It's when they start showing up with rope and a sack that I'm going to start getting worried. <laughs> yeah. Or in a Borat mankini. Yeah. Um, Someone uh, left a yeah. Under <laughs> that box with a precarious stick, <laughs> propping it up. <laughs> yeah. um, all right. Well, that, that's, uh, I mean, you have anything else to add on, on our, the end of our really long ass um, review of 72 seasons by Metallica? Me likey. Yeah. I think that if you were going to put a quote out there, if like if anyone wants to just you know let the world know what the two dudes in Cranked and Ranked think about it, you can just put we likey. They likey. We likey. <laughs> they likey. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, that's, 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 you know, hopefully this is the longest album review ever because that was what I was wanting to do. And I think, we're, <laughs> you know, we've managed to to uh, get rid of a whole lot of people, except for the peanut butter platypuses um, or hardcore Metallica fans. And if that's you, then welcome yes. and your, your, uh, your family here, uh, your Meta- Metallica family. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so glad he doesn't do that anymore. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember, I remember seeing footage of that and it, and it was like, it, it, it entered the realm of like, 
oh, this is kind of cute. This is like a this is like a dad and his kids, and then yeah. like it went, and then it went. The on kids for are in like the back seat. He's like, everybody, Metallica, yeah, it, it, <laughs> it went on for like two minutes too long, and it was like, yeah, rain it in, rain it in, <laughs> start the song. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I love him to death, but there are some there are some James things. You can make fun of everybody, except for Rob. Yeah. Rob fucking rules. But everybody else, there's things you can pick on them for. Um, and we pick because we love. And, Rob's uh, Mr. Steal Your Girl, because he's certainly stealing mine. I'm scared <laughs> shitless of going to download. <laughs> All right, yeah. Rob, just so, so you know, if, you, if, you, uh, if you're interested... She's um, not available. <laughs> <laughs> all right, fine. All right. Uh, all right, cool. That was our uh, our review of the new Metallica album, 72 Seasons. Thank you very much for being here with us. Um, next week, we are still not back to our regularly scheduled program, and we have another special episode. We occasionally do these episodes that are called CNR Sidebar. Yeah. And um, we, are, we have a special one. Um, where we talk about something that's, you know, it's music related, but it's closely related to the show and we have a fun time and everybody um, either gets really annoyed that we're not doing band discographies or uh, they are actually fans of, because I, I I saw recently somebody left a comment on something saying like, you guys are getting into bands I don't care about. So I'm, you know, I might stop listening. I'm like, well, okay. I mean, if, if, if you literally you're just here to hear us talk about your favorite bands, then you're not really a fan of this show because it's a whole lot of this, these two dudes talking no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. We've been doing this nearly three years now. You know, we're, we're technically on season four, as yeah. we call it. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, but yeah, next time will be another CNR sidebar. Thank you so much for being here for this album review. Um, it's been fun, and I'm going to listen to this album another 400 times probably this next week um absolutely but yeah and uh and uh yeah we'll see you all again next time and as usual i'm gonna throw it over to mr eddie sparks to take us out chase that light later dude nice